scene as the scene goes on, the eyes get lower and lower and lower. Yo, black ties is a shit, son. Straight up. You know, <laughs> first it's like, yeah, black tie, your eyes around in the beginning. This is when you catch me on the side of the stage before showtime, hitting some black tie, getting my head right, right before we go on stage in front of like, a hundred thousand raging fans and a lot of times that's when I create a lot of that shit on the fly. I love the hit man. It's flavors. You can you can taste you can really taste it. Shit. I already feel that shit too. I feel good. Floating. Black tie keep you hot. Mm. What's up? Black tie is proper. They get it right. Wonder. Put down on that list, they bombing that list. Balling that fist, raising that fist, like that, like that, like this, like this. Scratching that shit, terrorist piss, amongst it and miss. Avoiding that trick, lost in the abyss, searching got frisk. EDM got this, track got flipped, Lord in the mix, ass got kicked. I'm Kelsey, your head pilot. And I'm Riley. You're listening to Pilot Lights, the podcast where a gal and her pals celebrate their love of weed, snacks, and TV. And before we take off, we need to complete our pre-flight checklist. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It doesn't matter what you say. You can tell us your favorite strain, day of the week. What's the next thing I really want to hear people tell me about? <coughs> your favorite book. Tell me about your favorite book. <coughs> um, but it does really help us out on the business end of things as far as helping us move up the charts and helping other folks find us. If you take a screenshot and send it to us on Instagram, we'll send you a sticker. Sure will, and a handwritten card. And while you're at it, if you want to head on over to pilotlights.com, you can find out more info about us, our sponsors, our snacks, and all of our merch. You can also head on over to patreon.com forward slash pilotlights to help support the show. Over on Patreon, we have all of our video episodes and debate club available at all levels. If you join at the $5 and up level, you'll be in our sticker of the month club. Yeah, you will. I really want people to join us on Patreon because I'm really excited for our next debate club episode. Yeah. That's actually what I was just going to (laughs) say. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. And when I edited the video of last week's episode, it was like 30 minutes longer than the regular episode. (laughs) So just saying, you'll get to hear us talk about some weird ass shit, y'all. I love it. It's, it's fun. I mean, we've only done it once so far, but I love it. I mean, just on the video episodes, even. Oh my God, can we make t-shirts that say BCDC for Burn Cruise Debate Club? Yeah, we can. <laughs> and also, go hug a bee. Yeah, I know. I have that in my notes for uh, February 27th to revisit that concept. Great. I love that. I literally wrote it in my planner. I love that so much. Anyways, so are you smoking? We have a stoner sponsor today. They are Maincraft Cannabis. You can find them online at www.maincraftcannabis.com. They are a family-owned medical cannabis company that grows cannabis completely organically in living soil. So that means that your soil 
is its own biosphere and it's got fun guys, get it? That are gonna help break down the nutrients. Ha ha ha, fun guys. And also worms and bacteria and all kinds of cool stuff. And that means that every single time they're growing high quality organic cannabis because they want you to like love what's in your jar every single time. And they're and run by. Do. Yeah, and I do. Um, and they are run by a husband and wife team. Emily and Mike, and they are both former mechanical engineers, so they bring, like, their nerd-like quality to every part of this industry, which for me is, like, very exciting because I am their people, essentially. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So you said you have one you really want to talk about from them today. What is it? Layer cake. Ooh, yeah. So it's not, like, a super popular strain. I can't find, like, official things, like, super official descriptions about it, at least yep. not on Leafly. Yep. But for me, it leans, like, more like an indica. It's definitely a hybrid. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. It's, like, they gave us the live rosin to try out, and it's just absolutely delicious. It has usually about 21 per and, like, 21.5% THC. Yeah. But it helps you feel relaxed, euphoric, happy, focused, and uplifted. And it really helps with anxiety, depression, stress, pain, and arthritis. Oh, that's all of our things. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's just like, it's a very well-balanced, very well-rounded strain. It does a little bit for your mental health and a yep. little bit for your physical health. Yep. And I needed it today. I have been living this week for their 50 milligram per square THC bars. Mm -hmm. So it's a total of 450 for the entire bar. There's nine squares, but it means I only need to eat one square. I have been eating one every day around like 1.30 at work. Yep. And it kicks in around 2.45, which for me is like sort of wrapping up the end of my day. I've only got like an hour-ish left at that point. And it's just been like really lovely way to sort of come out of work in a like good headspace all week. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, my jo my day job hasn't like been awesome lately. And so that's been really nice. And then like usually I go walk the dog for quite some time. <laughs> Yep. Not so much this week. It's been fucking cold. Yeah, it's been frigid. This and week. my itty bitty dog is not interested. <laughs> and has literally no body fat whatsoever. Right, right. And like no matter how many sweaters I put him in, like around the block is pretty much, I got a mile out of him one day this week. So that was like pretty yeah. much it. But these have been really nice and like dog walks and just as a way to like come out of work, not all like I fucking hate everything. I just want to turn my brain off, you know? Yeah. And I feel like this should come with a disclaimer. If you haven't done edibles before, don't start at 50 milligrams. No, no. Like, if you're new to weed and you're listening to us and you're like, oh, edibles sound fun, start, start off slow. Like, start at, like, 5 milligrams. See how you feel in a couple hours, especially if it's your first time. It can, yeah. It's really easy to take too much. Very so. easy. And then... And like, 50 milligrams is just out of my range of acceptable. Right, Like, right. I'm at, like, 40 is right. mine. And I definitely I feel this more than I would normally feel a smaller dose edible you know like I can yeah. feel it kick in type of thing yep. so there's that as well and for me also that's how you know it's full spectrum is that I can actually feel yeah. it because yeah. as much as I love just THC THD, THC distillate I need the entourage effect for me to like feel my yep. weed and so yeah. that means I need CBD I need all those other terpenes that are in there besides THC and CBD there's like a quadrillion of them and so that's how I can tell when an edible is made with distillate or with a full spectrum because mm -hmm. I can actually feel them like yeah, distillate the, edibles the don't totally do anything different. for me yeah I've never really thought about the difference in them but I 
now that you say that I'm recognizing more and more times that I've had full spectrum where I've been like, oh, that's good. I'll get that again. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's another thing to keep in mind as well when you're thinking about dosing. But yeah, Riley was saying that she was listening to an old episode where I was talking about oh like 20 God. to 30 milligrams being perfect. And now I'm like, yeah, 50. Yeah. I was just <laughs> like, do you remember those days? It was an episode from December 2019. Oh, God. So a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Long time ago. Way pre-COVID days. Remember? Pre-COVID days. We God. also had a lovely snack today that we both fucking housed oh my God. before we started recording mostly so no, like you guys we'd... didn't have to listen to us eat it because that was a particularly a gross noise yeah, yeah. so <laughs> our snack sponsor today is emerald sky financial you can find them online at emeraldskyfinancial.com Emerald Sky Financial helps emerging and established cannabis businesses stay on track and out of trouble with paper to digital record keeping transition services, cost saving recommendations, and required form 8300 filing procedure manuals for cash based businesses. Those all sound like very technical things that I probably couldn't wrap my brain around. So let them help you. If you are ready to firm up your financial footing, please visit EmeraldSkyFinancial.com. They are woman owned and run just like us too. So they wanted to make sure that we ate at a woman-owned restaurant. So we did. I mean, why not? Right. What do we have, Ray? We had Bao Bao, which is located in downtown Portland. It's right near the Holiday Inn by the Bay. On Spring Street. Right on Spring Street. Their dumplings are just incredible. Have you ever had their dim sum brunch that they used to do? No. So like used to do, I mean, pre-COVID times, they'll probably do it again, just so people listening in don't think this is a never again thing. Right. They are just only doing takeout right now. And they're doing lots of different specials and stuff like that. Oh my God. It's so good. They're owned by a woman named Kara. She has been nominated for several beard awards. Portland's a food city. We know it. And this is one of those restaurants that like contributes to that culture. Absolutely. 100%. I love them so much. Riley and I had a summer where basically our friendship was like either drinking iced coffee or eating at Bao Bao at their counter. Yeah, that was a fun summer. So we did their lunch special today, which comes with a cold appetizer, which we got there. We both we got the exact same thing. Yeah, we did. We both got their soman noodles, which it was the first time you ever had them, right? Yeah, it was. I get them every fucking time. They're so Yeah, good. now I know why, and that's what I'm going to get every time. Oh well, that and I have to switch back and forth. I love the smashed cucumbers a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, this is why we go uh, together. Like, this is... Yeah. Remember when you could share food with your friends? <laughs> remember when you guys could eat off the same plate? Oh, my God. And sometimes, yeah. if you were, like, like good enough friends, you could share a straw. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to share a straw with somebody ever again. No, me either. I mean, okay. that's your drink. Anyways, right. Straws. Forever now. <laughs> I know. The idea of kissing someone, honestly, is starting to weird me out a little bit. <laughs> Oh I'm my like, god, it's gonna be so weird. I'm gonna put my face on your face? Are you sure that's safe? He'll be vaccinated <laughs> by then, but yeah. it's fine. Okay, so we also got, I always say this one wrong, their beef bulgogi. Gogi? I always want it to not be that, which is... Because it sounds a little uncomfortable for us Americans to say. That's probably true. I'm an asshole is really what is the border of, or the point of that story. Hands down, the best dumplings. Oh my god! Ever though, absolutely incredible. I like, love them so much. And I want to like eat that sauce. 
like the the dipping oh the like i don't even touch that because it's a mayo situation i don't need that in my life it's not it's not a mayo situation it doesn't taste like a mayo situation i know but it is a mayo situation (laughs) oh man it is so good it doesn't for next time it doesn't taste like a mayo situation okay it just tastes like kind of a slightly creamy dipping sauce okay regardless what's in it so i'm literally looking it up right now for everybody regardless they're delicious i've had every dumpling on the menu they're all delicious but i only want that one (laughs) yeah every time i really like their shrimp and bacon it's mm-hmm. really good because one of their boiled dumplings, the one that we had was pan fried. Yeah. The shrimp and bacon one's like really good. I like um, the pork and, and scallion. My, mm, I do like that one. But my favorite other one is the Kung Pao chicken and peanut. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I really love that one. Yeah, that one's really good too. They're all incredible though. And they were also one of the first restaurants in Portland that was paying their staff full wages. So tips were included in the price of your meal. You could tip additional at that time, but they were being paid above minimum wage instead of tipped out wages. Which is very exciting in the restaurant world. And then finally, they come with a dessert ball, as they're called. Have you eaten yours yet? Oh, yeah. I have a sesame one. I won't lie, they're better hot. But they're so good. Mm-hmm. Usually they're so hot, I'm like Definitely. questioning why I bit into them. Mm-hmm. But also they're so good. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that peanut one though. Mm-hmm. 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 I like the red bean one too. I like I like all of them. I just yeah. really crave the texture of that peanut one. And then we got sake juice boxes. I love sake. Cause look how cute they are. I almost like poured mine out and microwaved it oh i never want my sake to be hot ever i love hot sake i do not and like my last sweetie was a sake guy and like just don't make it warm so when i was in china we went to a dumpling banquet where we tried like 45 different types of dumplings that's incredible it was amazing like they had the dumplings where you drop them in boiling water at the table and then as they cook they unfold and turn into little fish (gasps) yeah it was cool. But when we all walked in, we were in high school, we all walked in and there was already like a ring of little sake cups. Well, it wasn't sake. We were in China, but it was rice wine, just the same. And immediately the teachers were like, don't drink that. And everybody pounced on them and everybody just drank them like shots. We, we were all like 17 and 18. And it was just like, whoop. we went to Italy in high school and yeah. there were only 10 of us on the trip and two teachers. And oh my God. We, like, signed a contract before we left that we're like, we'll only have one glass of alcohol per night. And then when we got there, they were like, bye. (laughs) Have fun. See you later. They're like, you're loud. Have fun. They're like, we can keep track of you. You're all good kids. It's fine. Anyway. Yeah, that was so good. I'm so full. And I, like... We housed it via Zoom before we started recording because, again, too much slurping. And, so much slurping. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I did post a, a reel on Insta of me slurping the noodles and my dog being very sad that I wasn't sharing with him. He was so sad. So before we watch the show, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. We will be right back. And now a quick word about our sponsors, CatLab LLC. You can find them online at catlabllc.com. That's C-A-T-L-A-B-L-L-C.com. CatLab, short for Cannabis Analytical Testing Laboratory, will provide certified professional testing services to cannabis growers and medical marijuana dispensaries as they comply with regulations related to human safety, product potency, and contaminant testing of adult-use marijuana products. 
Phase 1 OMP required tests for the adult use marijuana program are expected to be available by March 2021. CatLab will provide testing for THC potency and cannabinoid profiles. They can also test for residual solvents, toxins, harmful chemicals, dangerous molds and mildew, harmful microbes, pesticides, fungicides, and insecticides. CatLab LLC will have sampling services available for growers and they'll tailor their services to meet your needs, whether you need a lot of help or just a little to be in compliance with ever-changing laws. They're hoping to be up and running by March 2021, offering certified analytical testing serving both the medical and adult use markets. Go check them out at catlabllc.com and make sure your cannabis is in compliance. Please make sure that your seat backs are in their upright and locked position because it's time for takeoff. Ooh, maybe we can watch that later. What? The Sinner. In a small New York town, a haunted detective hunts for answers about perplexing crimes while wrestling with his own demons. And it's one of the hot guys named Matt, I think. That sounds like something I would want to keep watching after that. Right. Is he haunted as in like... He has a little ghost that just, like, hangs out on his shoulder. That's what I'm picturing. That's what I'm picturing. Okay, but today we are going to watch Big Mouth, which, if you haven't seen it, is a very raunchy adult comedy about puberty. And a lot of secondhand embarrassment, but at least it's cartoons. Right. And so basically all of these kids have like a puberty monster that is visiting them. And this first episode is called Ejaculation. And its description reads, as Andrew falls under the spell of the Randy hormone monster, his buddy Nick becomes obsessed with the lack of changes in his own body. Yep. I remember watching this with P. Yep. Well, she was like deep into boy puberty and yep. <laughs> she was just like, oh, it's it's too real. I can't. I can't. No, this is too much. I can't watch this with you, mom. <laughs> yeah, so that's we're like far removed. We're not in it anymore. So it's like funny for us. Right. In reality. So I can absolutely see why she was like, uh-uh. no, I can't. This is too much. I am too 14 for this. Yep. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to three, two, one this shit? I am ready. Three, two, one, go. Did it did right, work? We're close enough. Okay. <laughs> You're a little so this is a Netflix original, but it is voiced by like everyone amazing ever, essentially. Everyone you know, pretty much. So this is Nick Kroll, right? Yeah. Oh no, these poor boys are so confused. Vagina is slang. What's your favorite slang word for vagina, Kelsey? Oh, that's... I mean, like, so my favorite slang for, for like, a clit in particular is the man in the canoe. That one makes me really happy. I have this friend who has an overwhelming amount of Catholic guilt. Uh She's also, like, super horny all of the time. Same. (laughs) Except not Catholic. Yeah. So she just struggled with it a lot. And when we were in college, she did this series, like this print series, where she did embossings of panties, like panties. Yep. Silk screens on the front of the panties of different words, but not the words. It was like illustrations of uh-huh. what they were. A muffin, a beaver. Okay, okay. 
I mean, I have all of them. I think they're like 12 and they're huge prints. I just need to get them all framed so I can hang them in a row. That sounds amazing. I definitely wanted when I was dating your sweetie and the idea of a farm was in my future. I definitely wanted to name it. However many beavers farm, like three beavers farm and no one else was into this idea. Beaver Lane? Anybody? Anybody <laughs> want to name it Beaver Lane? They were not even amused by it. I was like, come on, you guys. I'm hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Jenny Slate is one of the voices. Oh, my God. That's right. And my Fred own. Armisen, who creeped us out Jordan in the Peele. Broad City episode. Yep. Jordan Peele, of course. Uh, so many good people. Yeah, so many good people. Has Netflix just been, like, funding Jordan Peele's life for the last five to seven years? I think so. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I mean, that's fine. He deserves it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not sad about it, but I just, he has been in everything they have touched lately. Do you know Duke Ellington died in this house? (laughs) And I like that they're friends. Like, him and the ghost are buddies. Yeah. Yeah. This dad is being like overly creepy and affectionate, and maybe that's just my um my unhealthy childhood showing itself. I mean, maybe. Maybe. It's also like kind of uncomfortable because, for the most part, like our parents weren't humans, right? Like in the time, like right now, the kids that are growing up, their parents are going to be real. Their parents are going to be very human with them. Right, right. I mean, like, my kid has a very different perspective on grown-ups than I did, than I did, you know, and he sees us struggle and he sees us make really shitty decisions. I mean, she, sorry, everyone, my kid has transitioned in the last two weeks, and I am still struggling with her pronouns because it's very new for me. So I'm just going to keep fixing it. And we're going to use she pronouns for Patrick. Jay has been bragging he's going to get fingered at the dance. Which is hilarious because yeah, he, he's got it wrong. <laughs> oh my god, I was thinking about like the first time I was fingered. Oh god, where it was? It was oh. okay. Mine was in my pool. Oh man, with like my whole family home. Oh my god. No wonder I thought I didn't like boys for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder. Yeah, it stings, but it's worth it. Oh, my God. And he's like, jumps out, scares his friend, sees his dick. And they show the dick, by the way. Right. And he's like, freaked out because that dick has hair. I know. And his doesn't. Right. I didn't actually see anything. I thought they were sharing a bed for a second, but it's a trundle bed, but you're seeing it from the top. So you really have to like pay attention to the shadows and perspective. So I never really got to have a lot of sleepovers as a kid. And I still like miss that sort of intimacy because like you would like cuddle with your friends and fall asleep. Right. And we don't get to do that as much now. And I like secretly want a trundle bed so I can have sleepovers (laughs) with my friends. I know you don't we don't have any as many sleepovers as grown-ups and that's why I like having friends that live like just a little too far away to like go on just like a day trip to see them yeah you know so I'll like go spend the weekend with friends and be like look yeah. we're snuggles <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I want to do that again I miss I miss Never. traveling I miss people I kind of miss people oh Susan oh my god she's oh. 
Though her mom was turning into a really fine young man. (laughs) Show me your top naked. Oh my god, it's so awkward. Right. Also, like, what I think is funny is I think back on the days when I was like learning about my body in that way and figuring shit out for myself. Uh huh. And like, what turned me on then? Versus now? I mean, we all come so far. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But as a person who hasn't had sex in basically a year due to COVID. Yeah. The idea of just kissing someone right now is like. You might implode. Mind boggling. Yeah, like if someone touches me, I might just have an orgasm. Like, well, brushes be- my hair from my face. <laughs> You're going to have a fun week. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us anything. Oh. I mean, super supportive parents, though. Yeah. But it, his dad is a little awkward. Yeah. Because, like, is this kid consenting to knowing that much information about his parents? Like, no, but neither is my child. And, okay, fair. You know, she just knows what she knows. And so sorry, kid. But, like, in a way, for me, it sort of normalizes the idea that sex is not just like a thing we do to have babies. Like, sex is fun. And particularly, like, the kind of sex that I have and the kind of sex that she'll likely be having is not intended for procreation in any way. So, it's just intended for connection and fun. It's always fun. (laughs) It's so fun. But if you understand a woman's body and her emotions, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, she's not wrong. I mean... Like I've I've dated people with every size. Well, of, again, like and I, and it hasn't mattered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then this kid's last good banana. I mean, technically, it's still a good banana just because I had a condom on the outside of something that already has nature's condom on it. Like it's pretty intact on the inside. Right, it's fine. Just put it in your smoothie, it's Dad. Chill. Has condom on it. It doesn't... How would it taste like condom on the inside of the banana? It won't. Although, if you put a banana anywhere near a goldfish cracker, they will taste like each other. What? If you put a banana and a gold and a Ziploc bag of goldfish crackers in the same lunchbox, they will taste like one another. Like the banana will taste like goldfish and the goldfish will taste like banana? Yes, and the whole situation is fucking terrible. Just a little mom pro tip for you. oh my god now he's looking at other oh my god he's yeah however what's interesting is that as a child he already knows enough about dicks that one of them was uncircumcised and he could pick what that was and how the foreskin worked right he already has an understanding that honestly some women in their 30s never get yeah yeah Oh, man. And do you think that's because he has one? Well, or do you like, think it's because his parents have, like, explained it? <laughs> also, the wind out of my balls. Um, I don't know. I can't be, I can't, like, 
I can imagine a lot of things, but the idea of having a dick is like one of those things that I like literally just cannot wrap my brain around. Oh, I can imagine it. And I like oftentimes want one. I just am like, I would sit on things that I'm not supposed to sit on. Like, I feel like it would be a pain in the ass in a way that I'm like, I'm in seventh grade math class and I have a heart on and nobody wanted this to happen. Like, Oh, yeah, I know the level of embarrassment that you get subjected to. I don't think I could handle it. Like, uh, and I say this as a girl who had, like, size D titties in eighth grade. Like, for us, our inconvenient erections were, like, having our period. Right, right. Always visible to everybody else. Right. Ooh, I'm getting a headache. Oh, no. It's okay. It's the... Fighting in the ghost of Duke Ellington. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if I had the ghost of Duke Ellington in my house, he would absolutely be like my weird ghost uncle. Yeah, and I would definitely talk to him about my friend's dick. Absolutely. <laughs> that I'm concerned I'd have, about. I'd have nothing to lose. Right. Because his pubic hair looked like feathers. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like in a smoking jacket in this kid's attic. Yes. And a scarf. Yep, little cravat. That's the work. Furry triangle, if you know what I'm saying. Oh no, that's a good one. I forgot about that one. I don't know. What do you call... Two lesbian trappers. I don't know what. Fur traders. Uh-uh-uh. Our dog licks the carpet a lot, and we make a lot of jokes about that in my house. Oh, my God. Yeah, Sophie does a lot. I make rug doctor jokes every time I pass one of those, like, rentable rug doctors of Walmart. <laughs> also, I make that sound like that happens frequently. I haven't been in a Walmart in two years. <laughs> Ew. He Ew. Just, like, pulled the fucking card out of his mouth. <laughs> God, that makes me want to gag. It definitely makes me want to gag. I have a very sensitive gag reflex. So I've been watching a lot of Archer and Bob's Burgers lately, and there's a crossover episode, and it just makes me want, like, an animated crossover episode of, like, everything I see. Yeah. And I want this the to be furry triangle. <laughs> Did you notice the theme of their dance? No. A night in ancient Mesopotamia. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> We're friends. That is how gay boys make friends still. She's funny. We're friends now. Frequently. I think that's actually how Gigi and I made friends. We both looked at each other like, she's funny. We're friends now. That's perfect. I love everything about that. (laughs) I knocked the wind out of my balls. It doesn't always let you down. It's a pretty solid tactic. Yeah. Look at you have that outfit, Riley. I do have that outfit, except the top is green. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't wait for summer. I just want to wear crop tops again. I know. I'm like, Patrick and I are watching um, that Fate Winks show on Netflix. And this one girl has a bunch of good rompers. And I'm like, oh, I just want a romper back in my life. I have a lingerie romper situation that I like wear out in public because it's all black and just like the butt has lace and it's a little short. Yeah. But I'll just wear it with like tights. I had one of those, but it was like pink and definitely lingerie and I didn't care. 
Yeah, I really love it. It's a fun, like, thing. I like how this hormone monster is full of rage. I mean. Right. My hormone monster was often full of rage. My hormone monster was pissed. Yeah, I threw um, a Skechers, like one of the black Skechers with the big white platform soles Mm -hmm. at my dad's head when I was 13. My mom and I got into a fist fight and I went to juvie for three days when I was 16. Oh my god, I remember you telling me about that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Can you imagine these cheeks in juvie? Yes. (laughs) It was rough. Oh my god. (laughs) I cried for three days. I'm not surprised. Yeah. No offense. I'm just not surprised. I'm No, no. I just am who I am. (laughs) 16, 37, doesn't matter. me i'd just be like i feel so misunderstood like that was me when i was 16 i was just constantly feeling misunderstood and angry about it same and i was also being like crazy gaslit by my whole family so there was that too you had a little bit more to contend to in that regard yeah i like that this the small friend nick who's worried about his dick size still has to stand on the stool to brush his teeth I know, so he shouldn't be getting down on himself. I know, like, this kid is the opposite of my child. Yeah. She's, like, the largest one in her class. He's so tall. Except she's not even the largest one in her class. Like, oh, really? No, I go to, like, last year I would go to pick her up at the middle school and I would just be like, these children are giants. Like, and all the yeah. teachers are, like, 5'3". Yeah, this next generation is huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't the know. goddess of social justice. This would have been me in middle school and also fishing. This would have been me in high school. But I also was the class treasurer all four years. So every school dance, I had to run the snack booth to make money for my class. Oh, I. So I went to every dance and I just sold snacks the whole time. Student government was like the only thing I didn't do in high school. I didn't that's, have time. That's shocking. I know. But our student government was also like a joke. I think we met maybe once a month. Ours was really bad too. Having prom, like it was. Ours was really bad too. But I did do this extracurricular and I forgot what we called it. But we were essentially lawyers who would represent juvenile cases in like kid court, essentially. Oh my God. It was really fucking cool. And like the kids consented to it and like. It was nothing crazy on the line, but we essentially got to, like, put together cases and, like, be baby lawyers. It was really fucking fun. Let's say that sounds really fun. Yeah, it was so nerdy, and I was so into it. Something called Quiz Bowl, which is, like, a trivia mm-hmm. competitive trivia group. That's amazing. Um, I did Chinese Club my senior year. I did Student Body Government. I did Lacrosse. Yeah, I played four sports. Soccer. And was an IB and was a theater kid. I was and, also a theater kid. I yeah. did theater, musical theater. I never did any of the musicals. I just oh, no. Lacrosse. Oh, shuck. I, I have spring. I have lacrosse in the spring. I can't do a spring musical. Oh, shucks. Yeah, I know. That was literally my POV, too. I was like, mm. But you want to give me a 20-minute monologue to do in some competition? Yeah. Sure. Here for it. Um, I did a monologue from charlie bartlett for an audition once that's amazing 
And then I also did a monologue with one of my best friends my senior year where we did the courtroom scene from Boondock Saints as the brothers. Oh. And we both got the lead. I did a Dennis Miller monologue. Which one? Uh, One about like essentially aliens coming to Earth and like how could we possibly not believe that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. The rage monster is like go dance with the girl. Oh my god. That guy is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. He's easily for me the most uncomfortable part of this entire TV show is that fucking gym teacher. Yeah, well, because grown-ups are uncomfortable. And like if you're a teenager in puberty, grown-ups are fucking crazy. I mean real. You know? Oh. oh. So sad. <laughs> I'm Jesse. <laughs> I know, but I just want to say I told you so, so bad. I, dude, I need it in my life sometimes when it happens. I'm just like, I just need to get it off my chest. Right, like, don't you just need to hear it? (laughs) For a second, I saw his watch, but I thought it was sweatbands. And I was like, she's... Oh, this little Mesopotamian social justice warrior goddess of fishing. The hormone monster is, oh, little friction, no friction, no friction. You're in seventh grade. You're going to get a heart on. It makes me uncomfortable. I remember that happening at school dances in seventh and eighth grade, though. Oh, and trying so hard to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, like, I was like a horny kid, like, and I was like, what's going to happen? Am I going to (laughs) get... Like, I would get so excited, and then of course, like nothing would happen. We were in nothing school. has changed since high school for me. I just made out with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get to make out with that many people. But. I made out with a significant. I would like cheat on all my boyfriends to make out with their friends. Like I was such a dick, and it turns out I just am who I am. <laughs> I mean, you've grown out of that habit, though. You don't do that anymore. No, now I just tell like my person, like, hey, I'm gonna go make out with that person over there, yeah, and and they, and they're like, yeah, of course, obviously, you're gonna do that. <laughs> okay, go for it, honey. Right, but but back then I was just making out with everybody. Nobody really wanted me that much. I don't know why anyone wanted to make out with me because they were boys in high school. It didn't matter who I was. That's real god i yeah i like hooked up with a senior in high school when i was a freshman no oh no between eighth and grade and freshman year i want to go back in time and punch him right in the face right now because that never goes well yeah no we just like hooked up once and he was probably on opium because he had it (laughs) anyways it's a story for a different time it's not a bad one it's just uncomfortable oh no actual nightmare so this kid came in his pants yeah, and then he gets them in the fucking toilet. It's just in his head. <laughs> this reminds me of the episode I just re-listened to. I talked about the time that I lost a pair of underwear in a Catholic monastery. Oh. And this reminds me of that day because I had to flush them down the toilet. <laughs> I lost a lot of underwear on the beach having sex in my later high school years. Like, because we would... We would run when someone would come, and I would 
leave it behind lose my skivvies on the run yeah always i got caught by the cops a couple times in cars yeah i and not in college spicy episode for people listening in yeah guys welcome to riley and i's entire sex history (laughs) oh god this is only this is hardly anything no i know I'm, i'm joking I'm trying to put my hair up with a pen and nothing is working and now <laughs> I just so like dainty. It is. I saw your dick, bro. And now he's like just covered in water. This poor person. Right. Mine just made me jizz in my pants. Right. <laughs> in my nice <laughs> pants. <laughs> Everything is embarrassing. I do one of the things that I do appreciate is how real our group of parents, like millennial parents have been to Gen Z kids. And so we're just like, bro, middle school is awful and weird and everything is embarrassing and everyone around you is embarrassed. And so it's fine. And so most of the time the kids are like, you know what? It's okay. It's going to be fine. Oh my God. Ancient Mesopotamia is their school theme dance. I can't get over that. Jesse and I would appreciate if you respected our privacy at this time. (laughs) Sounds like he fingered her. Oh my god. I wouldn't... There is no amount of money you could pay me to go back to middle school, which includes being a middle school teacher. Oh yeah, no, I would never go back to middle school, period. Like People who teach middle school are actual fucking saints yes are you the puberty fairy i had the middle so my mom passed away when i was in middle school right sixth grade was like the tail end of middle school albeit and i had some teachers though that like saved my life yeah i bet i bet constantly i can only imagine middle schoolers are the fucking worst i moved in the middle of sixth grade yeah yeah i moved in the middle of seventh yeah so i moved in the middle of like in october of sixth grade year so like i showed up two months late and i had the same haircut as my friend eric which was the 90s boy bowl cut yep and i was wearing a tie-dye grateful dead t-shirt oh my god and these cheeks were still these cheeks (laughs) i was just very round all of me it was rough it was rough. It was rough. And then I didn't talk for like three years. Oh, I saved it all up for now. For so right yeah, now. For right now. Oh, that was a show. That is a show. I do enjoy that show, though. But it I is it is some intense secondhand embarrassment. Oh, yeah. Intense secondhand embarrassment. But then, like, I also get intense secondhand embarrassment at myself because it brings up so many memories of when I was that age. My personally most embarrassing moment of middle school of all time was in fifth grade. Yeah. And it was when I still lived in Maine and we had just gotten like whole pizzas at our middle school like Mm -hmm. that you could buy for like lunch and like share with your friends. And so I just picked up my whole pizza and then Grace over here tripped. No. Uh-huh. And sprawled chest first into a pizza. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. My most embarrassing moment? There are two. 
Uh-huh. The first one happened when I was in second grade, I think. Yeah. We had this hill in the playground and I did after school and this was during after school and everybody used to like roll down that hill and that was a thing. And like yeah. sometimes like the recess attendants would like let us roll down the hill and they would both like, you know, observe. And there was a rock on the hill and I hit the rock on my side and it caused me to have in like I instantly shit my pants. And I was oh. wearing the sweatpants with like the little like elastic bottoms. Uh-huh. And it was diarrhea. So that that happened. Uh-huh. And then the other one was in fifth grade. This one's better. <laughs> I can't handle secondhand embarrassment. I'm like crying over here. Yeah. Terrible. Um, no, this one was actually in fourth grade. And then in fourth grade during a spelling test, we had this teacher that was named Mr. Butland. He was amazing. Yeah, no, I know. And he actually played a stunt double for one of the werewolves in Werewolf in London. I love that movie so much. Yeah, right? So he's one of like the stunt doubles of like the werewolf, I think, in the intro, but he's not credited anywhere. But his name's Darren Butland. Butland. Yeah, he's amazing. He was my favorite teacher. Like, he told somebody who was like failing his class that he would dye his hair blue if he passed a test and he dyed his hair blue. We made a 12 foot high paper mache werewolf in his class. I love that. Anyway, so it was during a spelling bee. He had told some joke and I went into a hysterical fit of laughter and I got the giggles and I couldn't stop laughing and I was sobbing, absolutely sobbing. And I cried so much and so hard and laughed so hard that I burst blood vessels in my nose and was spraying blood all over myself and my desk during a spelling test. <laughs> you would. <laughs> because I <laughs> the giggles. Oh my god. I got detention for getting the giggles in eighth grade. I got detention for getting the giggles in high school. And now, so now what's weird for me as a grown-up is that all of my high school friends have, like, decided to move back to where we're from because it turns out it's a really great place to raise kids. Yeah. So now they, like, teach my, like, high school or my middle school bestie that I met in middle school science class teaches seventh grade science at our middle school. (laughs) That's hilarious. And, like... Her middle school boyfriend who lived down the street from her, who is one of my, like, high school besties, is, like, the tech guy for the school district. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. And their children are named almost the same thing. It's very strange. Oh, my God. Anyway. So, thank you for flying high with Pilot Lights. (laughs) If you'd like to help support the show or to check out any of our social media, go to pilotlights.com. And please go over to Apple Podcasts and take a few minutes to give us five stars and a review. It really does help us on the business end of things. And we have some Patreon supporters that we have to say a super special thanks to. We have April, Helen, Casey, Kendra, Sailor, Skip, and fucking Risk Guy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. And now a quick word about our sponsor, Sensibox. You can find them online at www.sensi-box.com. That's S-E-N-S-I-B-O-X. Sensi Box is a stoner's lifestyle box that comes super discreetly packaged. You can get a subscription for a year, a few months, or even a single month. As long as you order by the 10th, you're in for that month's theme. Their regular box contains 7 to 10 items a month, including a custom handcrafted bowl. Their light box has 5 to 7 items and is also a great value. In the regular box, they've been doing these handcrafted ceramic bowls as part of their Art of the Smoke series. 
And for February, their theme is Frog Prince. And let me tell you, this box is adorable. And in March, they're going to have a Dabbit themed box, which I'm extra excited about. And for April, they're doing an adorable cactus themed one. Which I can't wait for. We really adore Scentsy Box and we love that they include other awesome stoner accessories. We've gotten everything from rolling papers and filters to socks and jewelry. If you want to try them out, make sure you let them know that Pilot Lights sent you by giving them the code Pilot Lights. That's P-I-L-O-T-L-I-T-E-S at checkout. You'll even get 10% off your first order. Again, you can find them at sensi-box.com and make sure you use Pilot Lights for 10% off your first order. Get your box. 